Welcome to another segment of Birds of a Feather. I'm your girl, AJ, Suburban Princess, deciding to change my Twitter picture to a picture a long time ago that I was once shunned about, um, showing my fabulously toned body at the time. Little did I know that years would come off of that and add to my gut, but I brag about it because it's successful and I'm in the middle of trying to switch my health regimen and exercise style and try to be a little bit more aggressive a little bit every day and get that snatched look back. So for those who check out Girly Virgo 78 on Twitter, AJ the Suburban Princess, you're going to get eyeful of what it was like to be awesome at that time when I dared myself to go to support a friend's hip hop dance contest for one of uh, a female dance group at the time. Um, I got on stage and decided to just kind of improvise a routine to video phone by Beyonce and Gaga. And uh, that's the vibe I was feeling. So that's what that picture comes from. Check it out. Why don't you? Anyway, welcome to another segment. On this podcast, I just want to briefly talk about the fact that we are less than two weeks away from training camp equals, of course, because that's all I'm really interested in. I'm not, I have no interest in where LeBron went. I kind of figured he'd go to the Lakers because it would just be too good to be true to have this city spontaneously combust if LeBron James dare step into the city as a full-time Sixer. So I'm glad he's in L.A., but then I'm, it just makes me prove my point of what I didn't like about him was that he was always kind of like a, a guy that needed to have his ego stroked and this, that, and the other. And I figure he's going to go to a team where Magic is in charge of it or he's going to end up taking it over or he's going to end up not lasting the five-year or whatever deal he signed. So whatever happens first, he's obviously doing it for his family more than anything and the money. So it is what it is. He is the GOAT, one of the best of all time, and he's just kind of a living legend. So do you, LeBron? I didn't really carry the way. It would have been cool, but whatever. Ben has some growing up to do still as he has decided to come home now and stop dallying in L.A., with the Kendall, Tanache, whatever triangle is brewing over there. Or maybe it's just nothing and we're just all spinning our wheels because there's nothing else to talk about. But he's back training and uh, word is he will be at FanFest on August 25th for 97.5 Fanatics uh, annual fest of radio, celebrity, local celebrity, I should say, bikini contests. I don't know if they're bringing that back or just the bikini beach, whatever. Um, it didn't really out of me last year. I was more just trying to find some drinks and chill with my friend Eddie and uh, experience everything. Um, if you are interested, you can hit me up a uh, direct inbox on Girly Virgo 78 if you need tickets because I have at least three more I can spare. So hit me up if you really want to go. And amidst all the 97.5 fanatic fanaticism, should I say, a lot of people still seem to be enthralled with the fact that not only did Nick Foles have a very successful top five bestseller in his book, Believe, um, it seems like he still has thrust himself back into the age-old debate of whether or not he would be successful as a starter anywhere else. Since being the MVP of the NFL champion Super Bowl winning Eagles, but at the same time, we all knew that he wasn't going to leave. At least I did, because I thought, where else is he going to find that chemistry, that nerve, that family atmosphere, and that drive to want to be the best other than Philly? Now, if he does end up going midseason because Carson starts performing so well again, I wouldn't blame him. But I wouldn't want him to go anywhere like Cleveland or Buffalo or any of those kind of lumber towns. Like, I would want him to go somewhere where they are guaranteed to have a future. Being that he's from Texas, I kind of thought it was a shoo-in that he would go to Texas. But, um... The new, uh, 
I forgot what that quarterback's name is already, but the one that just started as a rookie and had a great season, and then he ended up uh, messing up his L- his um, ACL. But he's going to be the next big thing in Texas, so I'm sure Nick doesn't want to be a backup there either. You assume if he's getting to know people in a new squad, he's gonna he's gonna want to start because he'd rather have to kind of fall in line quickly than wait a year till he figures it out after kind of doing that in Kansas City before he became a Philly uh, Philly Eagle again. But I personally think that Nick's better off just riding it out for all he can. It may sound stupid to just settle for number two, but I don't think he had that in him to want to always steal the spotlight. I think he always loved football, but I don't think he loved it to the point where he was willing to do anything for it. You know, players like Mike Vick, who's now doing American flag football, um, he would probably love to have another shot at being a starter, but nobody would give him a chance after he kind of fizzled out in uh, Steeler land when he was a backup. And uh, even though I think he still can throw a mean ball, he probably can't run as fast, obviously, as he used to. But he's still in good shape, and he's obviously doing the flag football to feed his ego for still wanting to be on the field, which is great. And, you know, they do a lot of stuff for charity, too, so it's not just like we want to look fabulous, but we can't on that brand, that uh, NFL scale anymore, so we're settling for this. They're doing it for charity, I think. And if not, I could be wrong, but I think they are doing it for charity last time I checked. It debuted over the weekend, so I, I was in and out of it. I saw a couple throws by Vic, and I was just happy that, I don't know, happy that he's happy, happy that he's, he ha- his wife had another baby, and he's starting his life afresh. You know, the Eagles was basically a springboard to his second chance in life, and he took it and ran with it. And I'm just very proud to say that I am a reborn Vic fan because I did like him when he, before he became, or maybe he was always the thug that he wanted to be before he went to jail. But I think he's also shown that you can give people a second chance. Now, second chances might be what Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, might need right now amongst the allegations of uh, domestic abuse as well as abusing his own son and abusing his dog, uh, which just came out today with some pictures of a female that he was uh, used to be in in cahoots with or canoodling, whatever you want to say. Um, the bits and pieces that I saw didn't shock me, but part of it was, okay, I hate to say this sick, desperate trend of some of these girls with footballers who always want to put their business out there if it benefits them and not for the sake of benefiting women and trying to uh, be an example to uh, showing women that you can get out of a domestic relationship. Um, It's unfortunate that the last two ballers that you've heard that have been in these domestic situations have found out to not be guilty. And granted, you can never really even 100% believe that, especially with the NFL trying to cover up their tracks for allowing a lot of that behavior to go past the wayside up until uh, Ray, what's his name, from the Ravens blew his cover really bad on video and uh, shown that he has no respect for women or his wife for that matter. And uh, they had to, the NFL had to walk that back. And ever since then, it seems like they've become hypocritical in all their rules and they're trying to make the football game slower and safety-oriented as opposed to just a hard-hitting game that it's always been. And it's causing a lot of, uh, I don't know, hands getting caught in the cookie jar. And I think LaShawn is a prime example of another hero who takes the fall. Whether or not Shady has been guilty of this in the past is really what I'm more uh, intrigued about as opposed to this particular incident. Not saying it's any little, obviously, and not less than anything as far as domestic abuse, but I just want to know what a permitted or 
what made this girl want to put this out there now? And then two, was this a recent incident or has this been happening in the past? And maybe he felt like it wasn't necessary to put it out there because they are no longer together. Or is it something that had nothing to do with him at all? And she just put the picture out there because she had been beaten by someone, but not shady. And she just figured maybe it's someone in his camp that she figured it was all relative and people will believe it because he's been pretty much keeping himself clean since he became Buffalo Bill. Um, and, you know, they figure and no one's going to question or no one's going to not doubt that Shady couldn't be behind it because Shady's always been literally true to his name since he was an eagle is be a little shady. Um, we don't know about the personal aspect of his life. I, I know that he's been known to have an attitude, but my friend Terry, who's on Twitter, who also swears that he is a good person and that she's met him many times and said he is very, very chill, very sweet and has always been kind to her and her daughter. Now, I look at it from the perspective of the motivation factor, where Shady is in his career. Has Shady moved on from this girl and she's spiteful? Because that's exactly what happened to the player who was just, was he San Francisco? I forget what player recently who was just a year ago was a rookie and no longer is. But he just basically uh, lost some endorsements due to a false allegation. And then there was another player actually prior to him that was just cleared of charges because the girl was vindictive um, and she admitted to it. So what's scaring me about this whole double standard is that I just wonder if some of these females do get the wrong messages or they really are trying to get a cash grab because they don't want to work or because they figure they're tired of seeing a guy just go off and do his thing and they have nothing to show for it. Um, I don't know if some of these girls are just being kind of coached to live that way, to live off of NFL players' money. You know, do some want to go out there and actually have babies with these kids or they just feel like it's the easiest way to make money on the side and they have nothing else to contribute to life? Or do they really honestly sip themselves into situations where they cannot let go of someone that they deeply love for whatever reason? And I don't want to be the one to blame a victim because that's not what this podcast was about. It's about the fact that the NFL has decided to try to put this broad brush across certain issues that really don't have anything to do with football. But if they're allegations and they're charges and they're going to court for them, it does kind of bleed itself into their uh, careers. And I don't personally want to cheer for someone who's beaten on his woman like that. And I only saw the picture a couple times enough to know that she was not looking very well. She basically got messed up. And I would hate to know that Shady was a part of that. I would hate to even think that he would put his hands on his son, meaning that he has been known to be in love with his son. So I don't know where all of a sudden he became a psycho came from, other than he seems like he has an attitude all the time. But I've never, and, and also one of the convictions also too was steroid use. So maybe that's why it seemed like a good story or accusation. But right now it's just an accusation. It's not even a charge. So until he's actually physically charged, I, I, I just look at it as another female who's low enough to put that crap out there to get some kind of a money grab. It's very sad to me that women use abuse as um, a crutch as opposed to a, a tool to get better and to move away from the situation. Um, that's what pains me. I mean, we're in a society now where people think that shine is so important and it's really not anymore. I mean, we got a president who's delusional, who thinks that he can just throw things away because it's not a good money investment instead of caring about the welfare of what the government 
has been able to support as you know as citizens of the country and he no longer feels that's viable everything to him is a transaction and because of that now there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be hard to uh, restore in years to come because of his carelessness and his constant need to have his ego blown up now I say all this to say we need to get back to the middle ground we need to come back to the middle we need to find out exactly what is the jobs that people are supposed to be doing in this country and stick to that stop blurring the lines stop trying to be a hero stop trying to be something you're not stay in your lane do your job and that's it and if that's one philosophy that from bill belichick that i've learned from watching <laughs> watching all those documentaries about the patriots and their past successes is that bill belichick was always consistent with his ethics with his work his work uh, philosophy do your job and I think a lot of these people in the NFL don't even know what their job is. They're just getting paid and that's it. And and because of that shine and because of that money and because of the obscene amounts of money that the NFL brings in, it has caused such a vehemently, um, a vehement backlash due to the fact that this whole anthem thing has gotten into total BS over one person deciding to take a knee and many others who just chose not to stand in the first damn place. And now here we go back to needing that shine, needing to look good, playing, you know, saving face last season to make it seem like everybody was on the same page and trying to make amends and, and be, you know, understand it wasn't about the military. But yet everybody here in this moment, as soon as another player's name comes out and a beat up girlfriend is in the middle of it, suddenly the image is tarnished. No matter how much we have put this person on a pedestal, they have dropped almost instantaneously from one photo that may or may not have been involved with something they even did now mind you shady has admitted that he has not even been around this individual in a while but to me that still begs the question but did you ever put your hands on her and this is what i want to know i'd rather you come out and say i did date her and i did beat on her one time and i learned my lesson this picture is not related to that time. There were no pictures. We never went to the cops. She never went to the hospital. We made amends. And she has told me she is fine with it. She is fine. She has forgiven me. This, that, and the other. I'd rather you just come out and say that. That we've had our problems. And that we worked them out. This photo has nothing to do with me. I don't know. The only thing he came out with is just the way of saying, like, I haven't even talked to her in so long. That doesn't really end. That's not the point, though. Did you beat her? Is this photo from a past beating? Is she bringing up old news just to make you look bad for a reason? This is what I need to know. I mean, no matter what you say when a person puts abuse out there and then it's someone that you never would have thought would be even mixed in that kind of nonsense, it does make you just, it tarnishes their image. It makes you look at them like, well, he is kind of an a-hole sometimes. But do you want to wear his jersey tomorrow? Like, do you want to walk there and have his name on your chest, broad and proud, and knowing he's a, he could be a woman beater undercover? I just, I just, I have a problem with suddenly overnight somebody is a huge criminal. I just feel like if you didn't have, if there weren't little droppings of evidence as he went on in his life, signs of aggression, signs of him smacking people upside the head in public and having no disregard, then something's not right. And I would hate to be this girl if it comes out that he had nothing to do with this because she is going to be forever haunted with people who know of her or know where she lives or know who she's associated with and will taunt her for saying you tried to bring Shady down and now it's coming back on you. 
And now not only you're embarrassing as a woman, but you're disrespecting the women who are actual domestic abuse survivors and who choose to not let, let that past hang, you know, hold them down. You're mocking something that happened to you just to get a, a cash grab. And that's disrespectful to you and to him. So I just feel like this podcast is more about figure out what you want to do in your life and don't, don't, don't resolve to make someone else look bad just to make yourself look good. Which brings me to another crazy story. So yeah, I guess this whole podcast is about crazy stories in the news lately. And besides the fact that it was really, it's really good to hear that football will be back soon as far as preseason I'm even more excited to hear what's going to happen in training camp and I'm not expecting much I'm just going to be happy if Carson takes the field without that red shirt on and that he can actually play the game like a regular football player like he's been less than a year ago um and talking about the season too talking about the games and going through the schedule again and the excitement of knowing that I'm going to England finally at the end of October is just oh over the top exciting but anyway going back to the point that crazy stories Mike Missinelli, who is a host on 97.5 for the afternoon show from 2 to 6, he has suddenly became the subject of fodder on Crossing Broad, that crazy freaking podcast. I mean, well, I don't know if it's a podcast. I don't even listen if it is. I think it's just an online newspaper. I only watch it every now and then when they involve people that I listen to. And even when I look at it, I still look at it with a crooked eye because I want to say, okay, obviously you don't like Mike Missinelli, so all your people for this paper just want an online newspaper. Uh, just want to find any excuse to cause shame on him because maybe you didn't get hired by him or something. You just never know young kids' motives who are behind some of these online articles. They're basically pointing him against his former producer, John Mark, saying that now Mike Missinelli discovered that he's been getting mocked by burner accounts. And now, now that I know what it is, thanks to the whole Colangelo story, um, that Marx has been taunting him and apparently lately has decided to come at him about about his show and that um, the latest rumor now saying that there was a rumor put out there that FanFest didn't want any women there, which is bullshit because I've gone every single year. So I don't even know where that came from. I don't know who started the rumor. <sighs> Marks is one of those people that can be an a-hole just because I've met him and I've known him. So I, I know that he can be snarky, but I don't know about him actually taking the time, although he is very shady with social media and he's blocked me several times so I know that he could be one of these people that can do that crap so this is probably why Mike's motivated morally primarily with him because he didn't see anyone at that station making the time to do that crap um it definitely ain't Joe DeCamera because Joe DeCamera doesn't even like doing anything barely on social media as it is um anyway so just getting back to staying in your lane I just feel like people make so much time now to hate on people without taking responsibility and there's too much just reckless finger pointing and accusations and just stuff sh thrown out there for temporary shine or attention. And it's just very pathetic now. It's gotten to such a level of pettiness that you almost just sit there and go, what is wrong with you? Like for five seconds, you couldn't just not be petty. Or for five seconds, you took the time to actually type a stupid article about two hosts who used to work together and now have moved on to, uh, to rival stations. It shouldn't be any bigger than the fact that they both are tied in the ratings at the same spot. I can't really listen to Marks and Ike Reese all the time because, you know, it's almost no different from listening to Marks and, um, what's his name? 
Sean Brace. The, you know, it was almost like listening to two frat guys over beer. So you, d- you don't take it seriously, whereas Mike takes his craft very seriously, and sometimes to the point where it is ridiculous, and it's, sometimes it's over the top. But Anthony Gargano is the same way. That's why them two get along. And it's also a different generation. You know what I mean? So the generation gap is huge now between 97.5 and WIP. And I think it's obviously showing its ugly face. But that's why I think even people like me make a podcast. Because now we even realize that we can't even always relate to either channel. And and some of the people that they rotate as far as talent-wise on the shows. I listen to WIP Middays and I listen to Mikey Afternoons just because I'm not always cool with listening to Harry and um, Jason Martinez. Because, you know, Harry's to me is more entertaining by himself or he's more entertaining with, with uh, my boy Jeff uh, Mosher or Aton Shander. There are just some people who are just more worthy of a listen. And then as far as producers, Tyrone has etched himself a very interesting segment on Sundays. And Jamie, uh, Jamie, I forgot his last name, Lynch. Jamie Lynch every now and then injects his kind of sarcasm humor in his shows as well as Pat Egan. But they've all had their, you know, shady uh, social media pasts as well. Like, I think JD's block, Jamie's blocking me for some weird reason. And I have no idea why. I don't know if maybe my rants political-wise maybe got to him. I don't know. But all of a sudden, I notice he does not answer any of my tweets. Even the ones I've directly said hi to him and just nothing. So I don't know if he's got my name blocked or just muted. I don't know. You can always tell when you're being muted because, like, everything you say at every random time, they do not answer. So they're just either purposely not answering you or they're just muting you. And I've learned that. So... At first, it's kind of hurtful, but then another part of you goes, why do you care? And it's because you always had feedback before. If you never had feedback from a person, they've consistently never answered you, then they're not, you're not worth their time. And that's fine. But if you at one point had a nice little rapport and then all of a sudden silence, it lets you know that obviously you hit a nerve somewhere. So I don't know. But getting back to what I was saying about Marks and Miss Nelly, there are just times that all the pettiness and bitterness has to stop. It just gets to a level where it doesn't help or hurt your ratings. It's just childish, you know? Um, anything WIP does event-wise is not, as to me, as spectacular as 97.5 when they do their Fanatic Fest. And I think that's maybe why all the stuff is starting to rumble up. Maybe because Marks knows secretly he shouldn't or wouldn't go to this event, even though I'm sure he had a good time when he was there. Me personally, I think once he got married, I think that it became somewhat of a bore to see him there because obviously it wasn't as fun. So I think he's one of those people now. It's just every now and then he just likes to hit a nerve with Mikey. And Mikey knows the people that poke at him because he pokes at people too. They all do. And, you know, Mikey's a very studious, serious person when it comes to his shows and his knowledge of sports. And yes, sometimes he blows people off, but there are shows where he decides to humble himself and get feedback because he knows that he can come off that way. And he also probably hears, you know, the new uh, owners of the ch- of the station get him in his ear like, I need you to fall back a little bit. You're turning our listeners away. <sighs> I say all this to say in this crazy, mindless podcast, which I'm sure none of you are listening to, but I want you all to know that we just learned... We, we just have to learn there's too many things and a, and a president in office right now who's such a freaking jerk, insecure piece of crap that we don't need to reflect people as insecure and small minded as him in our daily behaviors. I have pity. I have pity power to I mean, petty power, should I say? I call it petty power on social media, too, at times. But it's mostly aimed at those people who we think are just 
horrible individuals. Like I crap on Donald Trump, maybe Lisa once or twice a week. And I try to narrow it down because sometimes it really doesn't matter. He doesn't check them. And if he does, he doesn't care enough to block me. So it's obviously not in his ear. Um, but there are moments where you just have to, at some point, you just have to say, you know what? I'm too deep in this. I'm going to stop. So like you say, every now and then people need to take a break, pause, reflect, take a break from social media, maybe put your phone down and just live a normal life. You know, it's summer. There's beach time. There's time to just zone out and just listen to meditation music and just not even care about anything. I think I'm done. <laughs> this was a long podcast for me. I just, I felt like it was just, it was event time and I needed to reflect how fed up I am with just some things I'm seeing on Twitter and just also myself checking on my ego and making sure I don't trip. So sometimes just the point of this is reflection. Just reflect on the things that you do in life and what you put out there. And remember, it's not just about social media, but your brand is pretty much what you do every day and reflects everything that you do in life and it comes back on you so you have to remember what energy you want to put out there if you don't want to get it back right that's something we've been learned we've been taught as kids or we should have been taught as kids i don't know what the fuck donald trump was taught as a kid he obviously wasn't hugged um but once again i will digress by saying i'm thankful for life i'm thankful for every day being a new opportunity to improve myself and to be better to try to work on cursing less and to pray more and I hope that anyone who's out there listening to this podcast who hasn't heard most of the stuff or if heard me curse, forgive me. If my niece Alexa is listening, sorry, I'm being random and crazy. So forgive auntie and just be good to yourself. Just know that no one else in this world has any more power to change and be positive more than you. You give out what you get back. Just remember that. So to all those out there who are going through some crises right now, like Shady and Donald Trump and all those people out there just pull back and realize what do you really want your energy to say for this world do you want to crush people do you want to enrich people do you want to enlighten people do you want to empower people or do you want to just destroy confuse cause chaos belittle just ask yourself what energy do you want out there and take a deep breath and just do it. God bless. Thanks for listening. I'll be back again, hopefully talking about preseason and training camp. Take care. <laughs>